Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffrey Kennedy. I'm here post first cup of coffee. It's Thursday, March 5th. I think that's right. I just finished writer coffee podcast commute. Commute podcast, I guess I usually say. Today, I may have just messed up the microphone here. There we go. Sorry sort of bounced it around on the seatbelt there. That person parked with the end of the car way out into the road. Oh, charming. All right, there we go. Hopefully that's not too much clicking into interference. So we had a good conversation today. Uh, Jim Swordson, Emily Ma, Translasny, and myself. The uh, coffee shop was definitely far less crowded than usual. And like, I would say half, half as full as usual. So definitely seeing some effects of people staying home and not coming out due to coronavirus. So, uh, well, I think it's, um, you know, we were talking about it some, you know, it's like how much is a healthy level of paranoia and it'll be interesting to see the trends in how people decide to handle this. So far we have no cases in New Mexico, although We also haven't had extensive testing in New Mexico, but I think that probably not that many people are presenting symptoms yet in the U.S. overall. So it's been a little bit of a funny week. Um, I think I mentioned on Tuesday that my mom was sick and she had a virus, not the virus, and she's feeling much better now, which is a relief. It's, uh, just want her to be in the best health possible. So I know she said I was sweet to worry about her, but you know, I'd offered to go to Tucson to help take care of her if she needed it. And she said that she didn't, but she'd let me know if she did, but she's doing much better now. Hope you are still doing well, mom. I haven't talked to you yet today, but, uh, she was doing much better last night. And then the other thing that happened this week and Mom, I didn't mention this to you because I didn't want you to be worried about it. But on um, Tuesday morning, my stepdaughter, Lauren, uh, was taking a bath and felt like she was having a stroke and ended up being rushed to the hospital. And she did indeed have a minor stroke. The right side of her face went numb and she was pulling to the right when walking. So it turned out that uh, they said they think she had, well, the MRI showed that she had a vertebral artery dissection where one of the arteries going up the neck had a little tear in it. And it's apparently not all that uncommon. And it causes a little bit of a stroke. 
It is a little bit louder today because I have the top on the convertible down. I don't remember how loud that makes these things, but I will um, I'll listen to it later and check that. If it's too loud, I won't do it anymore. But if you're getting more background noise, that's why. The plate in front of me is MR1 DRFL. Mr. Wonderful. Mr. Wonderful. Oh my God. <laughs> All right then. So, sorry, I didn't mean to like leave you hanging. Uh, Lauren is fine. Is is the uh, we'll cut to the ending there. Um, they kept her in ICU on Tuesday night and on a heparin drip to keep any blood clots down. And then she ended up having to, they took her out of ICU yesterday and they put her in, but they kept her one more night to keep an eye on her. And we haven't talked to her yet today, but she was um, doing tons better last night, feeling good again. So yeah, so that was a bit of a scare. So, you know, we had also said, should we come up to Denver? <laughs> and she said, no, don't come yet. So it was kind of funny because I had offered to go to both Tucson and to Denver, which are unfortunately in opposite directions. But then I ended up not having to go anywhere at all. And now Lauren is fine. So it was funny, though, and oh, Lauren is turning 36 in a couple weeks. So, you know, I mean, she's young for it. We um, were, well, we found out she was going to get to leave ICU, but had to stay another night in the hospital. We were looking at sending her flowers, and I looked up the hospital that she's staying in, you know, Googled a florist near that hospital, and it came up that the hospital had a gift shop and not only did they have a gift shop but they had a gift shop that supplies cut flowers and will deliver them free of any delivery charge or fee and i thought well how smart is that and the flowers were a very reasonable price as well but then i saw that they also had gifts and they had uh, a velvet robe that you could send a velvet robe that only cost 35 dollars and you just pay tax on that, but no delivery fee. So we sent her one of those. And I thought, you know, what? how smart is that? And how nice not to be scout for cost for a change. You know, what a great service. I know I spend a lot of time, maybe not a lot of time. I, I occasionally bitch when I feel like I've been cheated of things like by fucking dollar rent a car. Uh, but <laughs> I'm, I'm never going to let go of it, people. I'm really not. But, you know, so it was just a really nice experience. I was able to order that online, and they put it in a gift bag and took it up to Lauren's room, and she loved it. And she texted us and said that the nurse laughed at her because when the nurse came back in the room, Lauren already had the robe on. <laughs> David had been dubious about it, but it was like, no, no, no. Lauren has always loved cuddly things. She was the kid who always loved to wrap up in a blanket or wear, you know, pajama pants or anything cuddly. So it was, um, it was a good call, and I was glad it was a good call. So 
and hoping she could take it home with her and it lasts way longer than cut flowers right so well done sky ridge hospital in parker colorado suburb of denver and it's nice to have all of my people feeling good again uh, Promised Queen is going, still going well, knock on wood. I don't have, actually I do have a little bit of wood veneer in this car. Um, I don't know if it's, maybe it's because I kind of know what this book is going to be about. Maybe it's my program of staying off the internet. I got a couple thousand words this morning before I left for writer coffee. And I've passed 50,000 words on the book. And I think they're a solid 50,000 words too. I know one thing, I, a couple things I need to go back and layer in, but um, it's not going to take much. So, still on target to finish by the 1st of April. So, that's, that's feeling good. Nice to stay on track with that and not need to travel to, excuse me, Tucson or Denver. Yeah. I see an empty place off of Old Las Vegas Highway. It's been a couple of incarnations since we lived here. Uh, it's a garden center again. I think you remember going there with me, Mom. It looks like they have put in a new garden center there, so we will have to check that out. We watched a really interesting movie last night, and this is definitely one I recommend, called Honey Boy, uh, with Shia LaBeouf, among other people. And it was written by Shia. He, uh, in June of 2017, he was arrested for drunk driving and sent to uh, a mandatory 10 weeks of rehab. And when he got to rehab, they told him that he had PTSD. And he said, no, I don't. And they said, yeah, actually you do. It, it shows up in the tests. And so he began reflecting on his life, and he ended up writing the screenplay to this movie. And it was, it is, it's a really good movie. He reflects back on his relationship with his father when Shia was a child actor. And he plays his father in the movie. And which had to have been a really interesting emotional experience because his father was just, um, wow, a serious piece of work. And the movie is just an incredible reflection on, on his childhood and on um, those kinds of relationships. And there's a lot of things in the movie that are very subtly indicated without being overtly revealed it's really amazingly well written and the direction is incredible too because and and leslie you're the film gal you could watch it and tell me what you think but um okay why are you slowing down so much the person in front of me just slowed down to like 10 miles below the speed limit i don't know what they're doing they act like, they're, oh, they're turning left, but they don't know where. There's not a road there. You can't turn left there. No, okay. <laughs> they're clearly not sure where this turn is. There you go. 
Yay! Successfully navigated. <laughs> I'm only I'm only snarky with you guys. <laughs> um, but the direction is beautiful because, uh, and I think it was a woman who directed it. I can't think of her name. But there's all of these, this wonderful overlapping of the 22-year-old Otis is his character name in the movie. The 22-year-old Otis in rehab, revisiting these memories and being at the rehab center and reflecting back to being the 12-year-old child actor and being with his dad and the the rehab center landscape is overlapping with the landscape of this really kind of crummy hotel he was living in with his dad and the voices overlapping and the images it's it's gorgeously done i was just super impressed i was surprised i hadn't heard more about this movie it's it's free on amazon prime right now free i'm putting in air quotes uh free with your amazon prime 120 dollars a year so yeah, I highly recommend that movie, and I, I think it's very interesting for writers, too, looking at how he reflected on his own experience and explored it through writing this screenplay. So, let's see, where else am I at with things? Um... Reading, I've been reading a lot. I've started reading um, Annie Belay's 20-Sided Sorceress series. I had read the first book quite a long time ago. Like, I don't know, not quite a long time ago. Um, five years ago, something like that. And had liked it, but then hadn't gone on with the series. And I had the first three books in an omnibus on my Kindle from being in the um, one of the fantasy story bundles with sponsored by Safwan. <clears throat> so I I was going I thought, well I should go on and read the rest of that series and so I started reading book two and decided I needed a refresher on book run one. So I've been reading book one and really liking it much more than I did the first time. And I liked it the first time but I'm I'm loving it this time. I uh, think, you know, it's funny how you go in and out of reading modes. And I think that there were quite a few years there for me when I think that we go through these transitions when you first begin to write where you almost lose the pleasure in reading because you've developed so much of the analytical writer brain or you are developing it and you just almost can't just read something for pleasure anymore and I think somewhere around 2007 2008 I um, I really I you know when I really started focusing on fiction writing I I know I slowed down on reading which I was blaming a lot on the internet which you know might be fair but I think I also it was developing that writer brain and then for whatever reason I'm going back to things that I set aside then or barely read then I mean it certainly lasted for quite a while because I know 
that book came out, 20 Sider, it's called Justice Calling, I should call it correctly, Justice Calling, and it's the 20 Sided Sorceress series. That came out in first in 2014, and I read it, I bet in like 2016, something like that. So, I read it like four years ago. So, I think that all of that lasted up until um, fairly recently. And I don't know what has flipped over in my head, but I've been going back to a number of things that I tried to read before and just could not get into. So it's nice. It's nice to be there. I don't know if it's some of this intentional rewiring of my brain. Maybe. Could be something else. Um, Yeah, but it's a good place to be. I'm enjoying it a whole lot. So I think uh, I'm nearly home now. So with that, I shall leave you. I'll remind you that first cup of coffee is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You'll find more podcasts that you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.